I'm Gray McQuarrie. Does it make sense living in fear like Greta Thorne in my side burger? This is a podcast about finding hope. Greta is an interesting person. She's a young person. She represents a number of conversations that I've had with people as young as 15 and as old as 30 that are dreadfully scared about the future because of what they think they understand about climate change. And they are so convinced that they are right that the conversation usually starts out with a rant and there's nothing I can do. In fact, you shouldn't interrupt them if you really care about them. And if you care about these young people, you have to let them talk to the point of exhaustion. And that's that's what we're going to try to do today, because we're going to be interviewing. This is going to be the first podcast interview. Greta. And uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm hopeful that in the end it will be it'll be good for both of us. We'll see. I'm very excited to have in studio today our special guest. She is extremely passionate about climate change. We're excited to hear from her. Introducing Greta Thorne in my side burger. Greta, how are you doing today? How could I possibly be doing well? I'm in the same room as a climate denier. And post-tropical cyclone Lee has made landfall. And it has more than 200,000 residents across Maine and Canada's New Brunswick and Nova Scotia experience power outages because of you and the burning of fossil fuel. How dare you? Greta, Greta, Greta. You seem very angry. Of course I'm angry. The IPCC Climate Change 2023 Synthesis Report, more than a century of burning fossil fuels, as well as unequal and unsustainable energy and land use, have led to global warming of 1.1 degrees centigrade above pre-industrial levels. This has resulted in more frequent and more intense extreme weather events that have caused increasingly dangerous impacts on nature and people in every region of the world. Greta, you're saying that the increase in CO2 in the atmosphere is doing this? Yes, of course it is. What else could it be? It's obvious. CO2 is a deadly pollutant. It is a deadly greenhouse gas. You see CO2 just billowing and billowing out of, out of smokestacks like coal-burning fossil fuel power plants. And it's black, ugly, and it, and it makes everything grayish as the ashes fall down to the earth and people choke on it and they get black lung. It's horrible. It's a pollutant. It's killing us all. Greta, seriously, I'm really worried about your anger. Are you angry all of the time? How could I possibly be anything else but angry? I have to be angry all the time. I do not have the luxury to play and to have fun and to enjoy my life. AOC has said it best. The world only has 12 more years 
And that's it. Sir David Attenborough, the creator of planet Earth, that beautiful videos and movie about what Earth should look like without people on it. That climate change could lead to, and this is what David said, collapse of our civilizations and the extinction of much of the natural world. Of course I'm angry all the time. What is that sound? That dreadful sound. Greta, have you tried meditation? Start with taking two very deep breaths and maybe we can breathe together slowly. What is your problem? I'm here to talk about climate change and trying to save the planet. And you're just playing this big old bowl making noises. Greta, let's just pause for 10 seconds and relax. Greta, I'd like to have a chance to speak right now. And if you can hear me out all the way through, um, I'll give you $40. Actually, I'll give you $40 now up front. And then if you let me, if you hear me out all the way through, I'll give you $40 when I'm finished. Deal? Fine. I'll take your money, you climate denier. I'm really worried about how angry you are as such a young person because anger is really detrimental to your health. Greta, I'm looking at an article right now, and I want to read part of this to you. It's by Debbie Strong, and it's Seven Ways Anger is Ruining Your Life. Constantly losing your cool can hurt more than your relationships. So let's go down here. The first one is an angry outburst puts your heart at great risk. Most physically damaging is anger's effect on your cardiac health. Now, as a young person, that may not seem like a big deal because you have a strong heart. However, repressed anger can build and build and build until you're really putting a strain on that heart and you might start having problems in your 40s, 50s, and 60s, okay? Here's number two. Anger increases your risk of stroke. If you're prone to lashing out, beware. One study found that there was three times higher risk of having a stroke from a blood clot to your brain or bleeding within the brain during the two hours after an angry outburst. Now, that may not be a big deal for you now, but it could be as young as when you're in your 30s. Okay. Three, it weakens your immune system. Sometimes stress has been related to autoimmune disease, and that's a horrible thing to have. And that might even start affecting you in your 20s and 30s as a young person. And, and that would be a horrible thing uh, for that to happen to you. Um, anger problems can make your anxiety worse if you're already an anxious person and that's getting in your way in terms of ha being happy and productive and having a family and having kids and having a supportive husband. Anger problems um, feeding on your anxiety and your anxiety feeding on your anger and going into that feedback loop is, could be ruining your life today. And, and that's really sad.
Anger is also linked, this is number five, anger is also linked to depression. And there's nothing worse than being chronically depressed. You can't get anything done, you can't get out of bed, you procrastinate, you can't perform in terms of uh, academically, you can't perform in terms of athletically, and you can't socialize productively with people. Shame on you. You are the reason and people like you, other climate deniers that fail to take action are the reason why I'm depressed. Every day, tons and tons of carbon dioxide, carbon, big, bad, black carbon dioxide is leaving smokestacks, choking us so we can't breathe and giving us black lung and polluting the ground as ashes fall from the sky. Of course, I'm depressed and shame on you for it. Greta, can I continue, please? You, you sort of made a deal here, but I know you needed to vent. So let me continue. Can I continue? Okay, fine. Greta, I have an article here in front of me. The title is Media Smokestack Images and Air Pollution Spin. Those billowing white clouds coming out aren't what you th may think by Tom Gantert. And in this article, he, he says a number of interesting things. Those, those smokestacks are an illustration used often in media stories that touch on potential climate change, and it's very misleading. And here's what he goes on to say. It is illegal in the United States to operate a coal-burning industrial or power plant that exceeds the atmospheric emission limits set by the Environmental Protection Agency. So no one is producing um, above those limits because of the uh, EPA restrictions in the United States. That's, that's a fact. They, they'll get closed down and people will go to jail if the limits have really been exceeded and environmental damage has actually been done. That's just a fact. It is a fact, Retta. Coal plants primarily emit, okay, hang on for this, okay? Coal plants primarily emit water vapor. So what you're seeing, that smoke, that's water vapor. And that is falling to the ground, but it's water. Water that we drink, for example. Water that we use for plants. Water is water. It's H2O. It's not a pollutant. From their stacks, any pollutants emitted would have to be approved in the federal and state emission permits. Okay? The photos of these plants show them emitting steam or water vapor. About 75% of what comes out of smokestacks today is nitrogen, a gas that accounts for 78% of the Earth's atmosphere. Another 13% coming out is carbon dioxide, and 6% is water. Now here's another fact, Greta. Carbon dioxide is a clear, odorless gas. If you don't believe me, breathe out. Breathe out again. Remember I wanted you to take two deep breaths? Let's do it again. Okay, I can see you're shaking your head and you're... Look, when you're breathing out, you're, you're emitting carbon dioxide. Do you see it? Now, now you'll see steam coming out when it's cold, but again, that's water vapor, and that's exactly what you're seeing from the smokestacks. Anyway, the remaining 6% of the stuff coming out of a smokestack is mostly oxygen, 4.4%. 4 
with parts per million amounts of carbon monoxide, which isn't good, but it's parts per million, which we're going to talk about in a minute, nitrous oxide, and sulfur dioxide, according to a Penn State University study. Now, again, the carbon monoxide, nitrous oxide, and sulfur dioxide, which are pollutants, are at the PPM level, and they have to maintain levels low enough to be approved to continue to run by the Environmental Protection Agency. Otherwise, they'll be shut down. Now, to me, I think that's good news. In the United States, at least, those smokestacks that you see and people that take pictures of, it's not doing what you think it's doing. We're not choking to death. We're not getting black lung. We're emitting some carbon dioxide, which we're going to get to here in a moment. Okay? It's not as dire as what you think. This is Gray McQuarrie. You're listening to Does It Make Sense Living in Fear, a podcast about finding hope. We are talking today to Greta Thorne in my side burger, and we're talking to her about her views on climate change. Okay, fine, whatever. CO2 is a clear gas. It's still a pollutant. The EPA has declared carbon dioxide as a pollutant because it is a deadly greenhouse gas. Greta, what is the percentage of carbon dioxide in our atmosphere? I don't know. 50, 75%. Greta, I have some bad news for you. India, China, Africa, billions of people. Is there any chance that they will stop using fossil fuel? In fact, would you agree with me that their usage is going to explode exponentially? And you know what that's going to mean? That's going to mean a huge increase in carbon dioxide. Now, I don't know what that number could be, but it could be maybe double in 100 years or 50 years. I'm not sure. Uh, It could double the concentration of CO2, let's say, uh, in our atmosphere. And if that happens... What do you think the percentage of CO2 will be in the atmosphere if we double the current amount, which you say is something like 45, 50, 75%, I think? Yes, there is way too much carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. And if things keep on continuing and we have this huge growth in China and India, they have to stop. And Africa, we can't allow them to have access to carbon and fossil fuel because the CO2 it will probably become 100% of the atmosphere and then our then our world is just going to boil and and just boil and heat up and melt everything Greta I want you to look up right now use Google or whatever search engine and tell me what is the co- current concentration of CO2 in the atmosphere what's quoted 420 ppm, whatever those units are, it probably means 
No, Greta. What it means is what it says. PPM stands for parts per million. That would be like having 420 marbles amongst 1 million total marbles. And when you work out the actual percentage of that, you come up with 0.042%. Those are the facts. I don't believe you. You're lying. Well, Greta, that's why it's so important that kids like you learn math and science and not all of the fluff that isn't productive. But be that as it may, that is a fact. You can look up the percentage units, and that's what you're going to find. But if you don't believe me, I tell you what, if I'm wrong, I'll pay you another 40 bucks. So that's the challenge. Greta, I have another question for you, and it's this. Would you want to see all of the carbon dioxide removed from the atmosphere? Yes, of course I would. CO2, carbon dioxide, is a deadly, deadly, deadly greenhouse gas. It should be removed entirely from the atmosphere. In fact, we need a crash program to get the technology so that we can scrub the atmosphere of all the CO2, and it needs to be done within a year, if not sooner. Greta, are you aware, if we actually achieve this, that all plants, and I mean all plants living above on the land would all die. It would result in the greatest mass extinction event that has ever happened on planet Earth. What are you talking about? That's just insane. Greta, let me explain. And remember, we had a deal. So hear me out. Keeping it as simple as I can, Plants breathe in CO2, and through the process of photosynthesis, they expire oxygen, which keeps the oxygen level up so that we and other animals can breathe in oxygen. And through, the, through our metabolic processes, we expire CO2. That's the symbiotic relationship that we have from the animal world and the plant world. So what that means in a nutshell, all humanity would be extinct as well as all animals and other life that require oxygen and CO2. Now, Greta, I'm very hopeful about the future, even though the CO2 level may double, let's say, in 100 years. I have no idea how long it's going to take, but let's say it goes to 800 ppm, and let me explain why. I'm full of hope and optimism for the future. First of all, 420 ppm is extremely low when you look at the history of Earth and the length of time that plants have been on this planet because plants have adapted to much higher concentrations of CO2, somewhere north of 1,000 parts per million. So when we get close to 800 ppm, guess what happens? We're gonna see crop yields explode and that means food supply is gonna grow exponentially as CO2 concentrations go up. In fact, I just did a search right now and I found an article, Earth Getting Greener, NASA's new maps confirm and 
authors of the paper reviewed more than 250 published articles and found that global greening was due to increased levels of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. This is wonderful, wonderful, beautiful news. I don't believe you. I think you're insane. This can't possibly be right. This isn't what I learned in school. No, Greta, it isn't what you've learned in school. And I want to apologize for the adults that have lied to you and not told you the truth because of other things that they're afraid of. They don't believe in this climate change nonsense and they're scaring young minds like you. And in that scare, they're doing damage in terms of your futures. And I really feel bad about that. And what I encourage you to do is just dig into this. Don't believe what I say. Just check out my facts and see if you find what I have found, what the facts are really saying. Because Greta, the truth, and I mean the truth, that's verified and validated. And you should do your own verification and validation. Will free you from this prison that you've been put into by these adults. Because the truth will set you free. You have been listening to me, Gray Macquarie. Does it make sense living in fear? A podcast about finding hope. I hope you're looking forward to my next episode. I am. <laughs>